couple of weeks ago, we started, or we completed, I should say, our series through the book of 1 John. And uh, that was a, a great study for me personally. Uh, I, I take away so much from, from just getting into the Word and, and reading the Word and studying that Word, wrestling with it often. In September, when the fall season kicks off, we're going to start a new series on the character and life of Joseph, all right? So that's coming. But in the in-between time, from now until the fall, I was asking the Lord, praying, Lord, what should I preach on? What, what, what is on your heart for Gateway? And that's important for me. It's important that I, I as best as I can, pray and ask the Lord and dialogue with him. What, what is it, God? What, what, what's on your heart for us as a church? And so I feel like the Lord wants us to do a mini-series in prayer, all right? Not, a, not a, an extended series. In fact, Jeff, Jeff could do such a, he, he could do a great job. He's been preaching on prayer for three months now. But uh, he's not here, and so you're going to have to put up with me. Tom did an awesome job last week, I hear. That was, that was great. Um, his message was a, a needed message for, for all of us. But what inspired me was a verse, the last verse that I, that I preached on in 1 John. It's chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. This is what it says. Here's John writing. He's kind of completing his thoughts in this, this chapter. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. Asking is a form of prayer. So let's talk about prayer for a few weeks. So I was praying and wondering, okay, how am I going to start this, this series? And not many of you were here back in, in 2000, the year 2000, but we did something back then, the beginning of the new millennium. We, we put together building an altar of incense. This is a prayer resource book, and uh, it was really cool. We, we gathered and prayed and, and uh, did some Bible studies, and I, I grabbed this. It was, it was on my shelf, and... I looked at it. I thought, wow, what, what, what was going on back in the year 2000? How many here have this book, this little booklet? My brother has one. How do you get one? <laughs> Others, you, this is a great little booklet, and there was a tab. Just There's different tabs, preparation for prayer. Looked at that, Bible studies. Go, wow, these are some great Bible studies. Priority of prayer, the purpose of prayer, the permanency of prayer, the power of prayer. These great little Bible studies. So I was reading them. One tab was, was the difference between intercession and petition. There's a section on lighthouses of prayer. Remember that? We're to, to go into our neighborhood, and I hope we're still doing that. Praise reports. And then there was a tab. The last tab was a tab that was entitled journal. And... The journal wasn't a diary. I remember 
when, when I talked about this. This wasn't to be a diary. It was to be a listening and dialogue journal. And so, as we read the Word, we were dialoguing with what the Spirit was saying to us. The Holy Spirit that resides within us as Christians. And to begin to write down phrases, sentences, what is God saying to you? Maybe about what's going on in your life. And to write down your prayer requests. And see if, if God is going to answer some of those requests. And, and I did it. I spent a lot of time in this prayer journal. And so I was looking back in, in 2000. I thought, wow, God, what, what, what an awesome God you are. Here's one of the entries I had. And I'm going to back this up so I can see it. But I wrote, December 4th, 2000, 2001. What a gift I received on Sunday from our church family, from a new brother and family to our body, Carlos. Carlos handed me an envelope and quoted from the Old Testament about people presenting their gift to the priest. So that's what he did. He gave me an envelope. And when I opened the envelope, I was taken back. Now, my prayer that I was praying at this point wasn't necessarily for me and for our family. The prayer was for us. Alliance Community Church at the time, but Gateway Church. I prayed this. I should say before that, there was a check for over $6,700. And I wrote, what a gift from you, God. You just used Carlos. Here's what I wrote. Throughout the year, I've been watching and praying for our finances. Now I'm talking about our finances as a church. We are meeting all our obligations, yet we haven't been in the red. We have been in the red. It hasn't been a source of worry for me, for I know that you're watching over us. I just don't like it. <laughs> I want to see black. It was a request. I want to see black. This gift is moving us closer to the black. Father, I'm trusting by the end of the year and on into the new year that we start a fresh, new, exciting year in the black. I believe for it. And that was 15 years ago. And what Carlos did, so many of you have done through the years. As the Lord lays on your heart, your church family, and what God's blessed you, I just want you to continue to ask the Lord, Lord, what is it that you want me to give to you through the body of Christ? See, this was a prayer, listening and dialogue journal. I was praying, this was my prayer for us. And in accordance to God's will, he heard that prayer. He laid it on the heart of a person. And the prayer was answered. 
And so through all the years, if I had one statement to give about prayer, and I don't know a lot about prayer, I'm, I'm still learning. I want to learn more. But I thought if I could boil it down into one phrase, what would it be for me? Prayer is proof of our dependence on God. Amen. Isn't it? I mean, I can't cry out to God constantly. I pour out my heart to him. And when I pray, it's proof that I depend on God. With that in mind, if you turn to the first passage of scripture in our series, it's Colossians 1, 9 through 12. That's what we're going to look at today. This is the verse. Click on your device. You can open up your Bible. You can read it on the screen. It reads this way. For this reason, Paul's writing, writing to the church in and to the Colossians, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped what? Praying. Praying for you. Underline that in your Bible. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. How do you please God? Bearing fruit in every good work. How do you please God? Growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, use this word today. Stir in our hearts. Prayer is a proof of our dependence on God. May we leave this place yearning and desiring and longing to pray as we've never prayed before. Just begin to ask, who am I going to pray for? Who is it? God wants you to pray this prayer for. Just as we continue, ask the Spirit to reveal that to your heart. Amen. Paul wanted his dear friends, the Colossian church, to know that I'm praying for you. And as we read, it's not some general blanket prayer. I mean, this prayer is a specific prayer. It's a powerful prayer. Paul knew the power of prayer. Here's a guy who arguably made the greatest impact other than, other than Jesus than anybody in human history. I, I say that because I think that's true. I, I can't prove it. But the Apostle Paul, in his writings, 
his missionary journeys, as a leader, as an apostle. He was an incredible guy. He had all kinds of gifts and abilities and talents. And yet, over and over and over in the scriptures, you will read in his writings where he urgently pleads with people to pray for me. I will utterly fail without your prayers. He said that. Well, that's my paraphrase. But Romans 15.30 says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit to join me in my struggle by praying to God for me. Prayer is proof of our dependence on God. Is there a holy desperation in you? Like the Apostle Paul had, 2 Corinthians 1, verse 10. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will continue to deliver us again. On him we have set our hope. He will do this as you, Corinthians, help me by your prayers. You can't make it on your own. You have to humble yourself, and maybe today, this may be the first time in your life where you will humble yourself, and you will make contact with a loved one, and you will ask them, pray for me, and I'm going to tell you exactly what to pray. I don't want just a general prayer. These, these are the three things that I want you to pray for me. You know that struggle that you're not winning? And you just wonder why, why I can't win in this battle? Just maybe because you haven't asked someone to specifically pray for you. Paul did. If there was ever a guy who probably could do a lot in his own power, it was him. But in the end, and during his ministry, he said, I can't do this. You will help me by your prayers. It's not a coincidence that my brother, Lorne, and his wife, Cindy, and four of their grandchildren are here today. This guy prays. I'll talk to him on the phone. What are you doing? I'm walking. Well, when he says I'm walking, I know where he's walking. I'm walking in the church up and down the aisles through all the, the chairs and the pews, and I'm praying. And it happens probably every other week where when I call him, he is, he is specifically praying for me. I have to tell this story since I'm going to use him as an illustration. <laughs> My brother Lauren talks about the five basic food groups 
Okay, you know what they are? Chips and bacani sauce. <laughs> Cheese. Sweet Lebanon bologna. Whatever that is. It's just a big ring of, of sausage that he picked up in, in Maryland or Delaware. Dill pickles. And wash it down with a, with a Coke. It's Diet Coke now, right? He's trying, to, he's trying to get away from that. He has his granddaughters here, Lydia, Vivian, Blythe. And they were playing hide and seek. And I love this story that, uh, that Lauren shared with me. And this is a while back. This is when these little girls are just growing up. And they were, they were just like, what? four, five, six, somewhere in that age, all right? Got to tell the story. It's a great story. Playing hide and seek in the house. So they count. Grandpa hides. They find them. It's their turn. Back and forth they go. You, you know how this hide and seek game goes. And, and so it's their grandpa's hiding. But this time he gets on. He, they don't know it. He gets on his parka, puts on his parka. He lifts up the window on the second level. What does he do? He climbs out on the roof, all right? Shuts the window. Just a crack where he can, he can pull it back up. He's out on the ledge with his cell phone, all right? His flip phone, flip, flip phone. He can see in the window, and he's watching these kids, these little girls. He can see some other rooms. And then you know what he does. He's such a nice grandpa. He calls them. He calls the home phone. The answering machine comes on. This is Grandpa. Vivian, I can see where you're at. Lydia, I just watched you go into the bedroom. I'm not there. You'll never find me. <laughs> They're beside themselves. Remember the five basic food groups? I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. This is true. This isn't, this is like, I can't believe she did it. Little Vivian. She gets, op she opens up the refrigerator. She gets sweet Lebanon bologna, block of cheese, the dill pickle, cracks old, you know, and she puts it right, and she said, I'm setting a trap. I'm setting a trap for Grandpa. He'll smell the cheese. He'll come out of hiding. And she was serious. She was serious. David, Lauren's son, calls him up, calls him old school. Says, old school. They're setting a trap for you. Come on now. Come out of hiding. You got to play along with this game. So they get the trap all set. And what, it, what happens? Viv, Vivian, Grant, Grandpa comes. Grandpa comes. I smell cheese. There's cheese in the house. <laughs> Tell you what, he prays for his grandchildren every day. They spend like two months of the summer with Lauren and Cindy. They just were at the airport picking up James, their other grandson. Flew in from New York City, six years old, his kid's on the plane because he wants to be with grandpa and grandma. He's my Epaphras. Because later on in that chapter, Colossians 1, if you go to chapter 4, verse 12, 
It says, Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greetings. And then Paul said something about this guy, Epaphras. He said, he's always wrestling in prayer for you. I mean, this guy's on the mat. He loves you so much. I'm praying for you, but I got, I got another guy on the team, and he's praying for you too, and he's wrestling in prayer for you. That you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured you can't do it on your own. He's going to pray for you. you got to have people praying for you. I can honestly say that there are times in my life when I would have quit, I would have given up if my brother wasn't praying for me. I know that. I remember times when The only thing I would text is I would text him and say, pray. You got to pray for me now. This stuff is powerful. This prayer stuff is powerful. It works. Paul's prayer in Colossians breaks down easily. It will be easy to remember and one of the reasons why I'm, it's easy to remember so that you will use it. Nobody here can say, I don't know how to pray. That's not a good enough excuse. Nobody here can say, I don't know what, what to say. You have the words. You can't use that excuse to not pray. This prayer right here that you read is not copyrighted, right? You have permission to use it. You can pray it verbatim. You can use it as a template. Prayer is the proof of our dependence on God. And you can make a difference in the life of a brother or sister in Christ by praying for their spiritual walk. It's easy to remember. And I'm not even going to spend a lot of time on this because here it is. You can pray that their walk would be a pleasing walk, a productive walk, a powerful walk, pleasing. Paul says, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. That's how Paul's praying. He said, this is how I'm going to pray for you. The word live is literally translated walk, that your walk may be a worthy walk. To walk is symbolic, referring to one's conduct. Knowledge and conduct are bound together like in a marriage. A person did not know something unless he or she did it. True spiritual knowledge means you walk this stuff out. And Paul was saying... I'm praying that your walk would be pleasing. I desperately need people to pray that prayer for me. I want my walk to be pleasing. 
in God's sight. Don't you? But I can't walk that way only in my own power. I must have people praying for me, and so do you. Productive walk. Bearing fruit. That's produce. That's production. Bearing fruit in every good work. Growing in the knowledge of God. So I'm praying for John or Sam Abba help Sam to be fruitful in his walk with you. May there be fruit on his branches. May he look for ways to serve others. This is right. It's a template. It works. It's like, I don't know what to pray. You, you got it. It's all right here. Pray that Sam would be involved in the ministry. God, I pray that Sam would be salt and light where he works in a dark place. May he make a kingdom's difference. Fill him with the knowledge of your will, verse 9, through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. God, pray that they would know power. We got to have power. We, we're not going to make it without the Holy Spirit, His anointing on our life. Many times how that spirit of power is released is when people by name pray for us. Holy Spirit, release your power in John's life. Do it, Holy Spirit, right now, wherever John's at, whatever he's doing, release your power. what verse 11 says being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might that is denoting a steady supply isn't it so that you may have great endurance and patience who doesn't need endurance you know what endurance means it means to it means to pray that that person would be able to hold their position in battle. I mean, it's a battle out there. It's just give them endurance to hold, let them hang. May they hang on. Patience. Endurance is in reference to adverse circumstances to hold their ground whereas patience is in reference to difficult people <laughs> who doesn't need long suffering God in these relationships that we have Lord I pray for patience give Charlie patience 
I'm going to ask Nathan if he'll come. We're going to close our service. I'm going to do something really practical. I mean, just, it's one of these messages that I want you to think about this week. Because it's a real simple message. But if we, if we actually do this stuff, it's like there's more power here than you could ever imagine. It's just a lot of power. I'm going to have the ushers come at this time. And they got a card. And I, don't want, I want you, I want every person to take this card. And, and on it is, I mean, I can't see it because I got to use my glasses, but it's got, it's got Colossians 1, 9 through 12 right there. It's got it right there. And you can fold it and put it in your pocket or just do whatever. But you got to do something. And you got to ask three people for this to really have the power that it's intended to have today. You got to start praying right now as we close. Hand them out, guys. Just hand them out. Make sure everybody gets one. Come on down. Three people. And you can only choose one from your immediate family. All right? I can't ask Deanna. Well, I can. You know, you can ask as many as you want, but for this. One person in your immediate family, two people in the church family, two people that you know care about you, that they love you. And then I want you to write their names down. And there's two columns. One, you check if you've done it. You can do it today. Before you go to bed tonight, you can make contact with three people and you're asking them to pray that you would have a productive walk, a fruitful walk, a powerful walk, all right? And then there's another column for two weeks. I I want you to do this for two weeks. I want you to ask that person every day to pray for me for two weeks. And then every week, you're going to get on the phone, you're going to text them, you're going to email them, and you're going to ask them, is God saying anything? What's God saying? Has the Holy Spirit got anything for me? And if not, that's all right. And I believe that we're going to see God answer prayers because he does that. Amen? He does that. Let's pray, Lord. I pray right now that by your spirit, you would just put people's names on our hearts to make contact with. There would be a holy desperation, and that's what it's going to take. You may not be desperate enough right now to do it, pray you wouldn't get to that place where let's just say Lord by your spirit let's just do it so thank you for speaking to us Lord thank you for those people in our lives who pray for us who love us so much to use our voice to lift us up in prayer.
worship you, God. Abba, Father, Daddy, Papa, Jesus. There's no one more beautiful than you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, you live in us. You encourage us. You speak to us every day. And so we just say to you, God, we pour out our love on you today. Thank you for this gift of prayer that proves our dependence on you, God, in all things, in all seasons of our life. good times to bad times. Thank you for this gift. And so bless these, your people now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to ask you to stand. I'm going to ask the prayer team if they'll come forward. They're here to pray with you. Just pray for, for, for Butch Melton as well. I know Didi's here. And uh, he's in the hospital. And he continues to need our prayer. Saw Butch this week. We're praying for Butch. Let him know that, Didi. Let him know that we love him. God bless you. You are dismissed.